Hi there, and welcome to Make Sense Radio. Here, you can learn more about social innovation as we feature news and updates from successful social entrepreneurs, social and environmental advocates, and Make Sense ambassadors. Today, Kevin from the Make Sense team is meeting with Panya, the founder of CityHub, to explore how social innovation can make our cities more empathetic, inclusive, and accessible for every citizen. Enjoy the show! So uh, I'm very excited today um, because uh, I'm, uh, we're meeting uh, Panya, who's the social entrepreneur that excites me the most uh, and inspired me the most with his project uh, City Hub. So I met Panya last year and I'm very, very excited to have it, uh, him with us today on uh, Mixed Sense Radio. So hello, Panya. Hello, Kevin. Uh, so thank you for, for spending some time with us and uh, having this little discussion with, with Make Sense. So, um, Panya, can you tell us, we know you, you are our friends, but for our, the people that are listening, can you tell uh, us uh, a little bit about who you are, your background to start with? Uh, well, my name is Panya. Uh, I have been in the social, inter- uh, social enterprise space for about eight years now. I started a project called uh, City Hub. So City Hub is a, a, a social enterprise that converts old shipping containers into housing for low-income workers. Awesome. Like, uh, uh, so you built this like a couple of years ago already. How long have you been running it? Uh, right now, it's about eight years. Uh, we started the project back in 2011. Okay, cool. And if I'm not wrong, you're originally Thai. Are you, are you born and raised in the Philippines? Uh, yes, I'm actually Thai. I was uh, born in Thailand, but my family migrated to the Philippines when I was very young, I think about at five, okay. age five. So pretty much uh, I'm Filipino by heart. Do yeah. you speak Filipino? I can speak fluently Tagalog, Visayan. Wow, that's yes. crazy. And you never thought of going back to, to Thailand? You decided to s- stay in the Philippines? Uh, yes, the way... I mean, I, I still visit uh, at least twice or thrice a year. Mm-hmm. I still visit Thailand. My dad's side of the family are there. Uh, my dad is actually also buried there. So we do visit Thailand a lot. But uh, personally, for me, I think Philippines is more like a home now to me. So I don't see, you know, going back to uh, or relocating back to Thailand. I'm more like a Filipino now. So you feel more Filipino in your heart than uh, actually Thai. Yes. So it's like me, I feel more French than actually Chinese. <laughs> Interesting. So you, you, you told us quickly what, what was City Hub and I, and I feel like it's one of the most amazing projects I, I encountered and I heard in the Philippines. So can you tell us a little bit how, how, you, how you started Philly, uh, City Hub uh, back in uh, 2012, if I'm not wrong? 2011. 11, sorry. Uh, well, City Hub, Project City Hub actually started as a CSR project of the company that I used to work for. I used to work for a real estate company, a uh, construction company. Uh, most of the... Uh, projects we do are mostly uh, dormitories, but these are not. Uh, these are the traditional types of construction. So the concrete buildings, you know, and we normally build beside universities or um, BPO or call center areas, so to cater to students and the uh, young professionals. 
So when the company decided that uh, we come up with a CSR program for the company, we said, okay, why don't we stick to the dormitory business since uh, that, uh, that's what we are known for. But since we want this to be a CSR, let's try now to cater to the uh, CD market or the low income uh, market. So we did uh, a lot of research on how to come up or construct uh, structures that are very affordable so that we can then lease out uh, the, place, uh, the beds very cheaply. So in the beginning, actually, there were two materials we were looking at. Uh, one was this were the modular panels from China. And another one was this old uh, shipping containers that was just being dumped in the, uh, for uh, scrap. So cost-wise, uh, during our uh, uh, research, I mean, they both about cost the same. But the difference is we're saying, okay, since we want to be like a CSR, a social enterprise, if we wipe, uh, it's better to use uh, recycled materials than having to get uh, virgin, yeah, raw materials. So that's why we decided with uh, going with the container vans. So at first, it was a very small project. Uh, we just had four old containers and uh, with a capacity of just about 60 beds that time. Uh, but as soon as we operated, we saw that the demand was high, so it immediately got filled up. Uh, what we did was we added another 60 beds, again it was filled up, another 60 beds again filled up until we reached about 300. And I guess because of economy of scale, we started to see that it was actually uh, generating revenue. And uh, uh, we also saw that uh, it was a very, uh, there was a very high waiting list. So we see that, okay, maybe this is something that uh, we can uh, expand uh, in the future because uh, the demand was very high. So that's when we evolved the CSR program to be uh, a social, social enterprise. enterprise. Out of the CSR, the company yes. that you, you already started with. And um, so you partly mentioned it, but like, you said that the demand was pretty high for, for City Hub and it was a waiting list for this. So. Um, it seems like City Hub is solving a particular problem uh, with housing in a city like Metro Manila. Can you tell us a little bit more about what's the actual problem with housing in the city like Man Metro Manila? Well, uh, Metro, the Philippines right now, we're about 107 million in population. But 20% uh, or 15% of that are all in Metro Manila. Uh, I guess this is because of the job opportunities that are all here. So. If you look at Metro Manila, it's not a big city, it's a pretty small city. And uh, when you look at, there are a lot of uh, housing developments, but most of them are catered to uh, upper market. So these are the high-rise condominiums you see. But if 70% of Metro Manila population are the CD market, these are the minimum wage worker, but there are no housing options for them available. So a lot of them have to either uh, commute in and out of the city or they would have to stay in the slum or the squatters area. Uh, government has always uh, been trying to address this problem, they see this problem, but then uh, most of the time when they build uh, social housing, they build it outside the city because cities, properties inside the city is too expensive. So they build it outside like Bulacan, Cavite, Rizal, but if you build these houses outside the city, it won't, it, it has the same, the problem. same. Yes, because the there's no work there, so they still have to commute back into the city. So it doesn't so solve the problem. It doesn't, yeah, pretty much solve the problem. 
even uh, government has a law for private developers. Private developers have to allot at least 20% of their projects to socialized housing. But even the private developer, let's say you're SM or you're an Ayala here in the Philippines, and you have a property in Makati, which is one of the prime properties in uh, Metro Manila. Uh, definitely, you're not going to put up a low-cost housing in that property. You'll probably put up a fancy hotel, a mall, a five-star condominium, and then you rather do this low-cost housing outside Metro Manila where the property is cheap. Yeah. So that's what's happening now. So what City Hub is trying to do is we're trying to come up with a win-win solution wherein we can have in-city low-cost housing. So one of the ways we're doing is, uh, is by leveraging or partnering, collaborating with idle landowners. Okay. Now, you'd be surprised to know that Metro Manila has actually quite uh, a lot of idle properties. Uh, you're here now in Salcedo Village. You just walk around Salcedo Village in between towering buildings you'd find empty spaces that are used as parking lots. Yeah, now, I've seen those. Now imagine, those are prime areas. Yeah. Now the thing is, not all property owners are developers. They're not all the Ayala's, SM, uh, Robinson. Some are into land banking, uh, wherein instead of putting their money in the bank, uh, interest is very low, inflation might just eat up their money. They'd, uh, put their money in properties, uh -huh. invest in properties. Yeah. But if you invest in properties, it doesn't mean overnight your property prices will go up. Yes. You have to wait maybe 10 years. Now while waiting, the landowner has to deal with property, uh, has to pay property taxes, idle taxes, has to worry about his property might be taken over by the squatters. And uh, you know this is where we come in. Once we identified all the idle properties, we then uh, present to the owner our project, where we tell the owner, why don't we do a partnership, a joint venture? Okay, we'll set up a dorm. You don't have to worry about anything. We'll take care of construction. We'll take care of staffing, managing, and then we do an 80-20 split. So 80% of the revenue goes to the landowner. 20% goes to us for managing the project. And you so who pays a, for the costs uh, of setting up the wall faci uh, facility? The facility, yeah. it would be the landowner. Okay, so you you here, so you don't need to bring any investment, so yes. you're here just to conduct uh, everything and coordinate and he brings, the, the, the property owner all, brings all the, 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 the money on the table and then... And the, and the property, Okay. yes. And then that's why they get uh, a bulk of the revenue. Of course. So. There are situations where the property owner decides to just uh, lease the property. In this scenario, what we do is we look for a third party investor who will then put up the capital to build the, uh, the structure. So you have two models to set up new city hub location dormitories. Yes. Okay. So we're very flexible in that sense. So now for the property owner, of course, it's, uh, it's, a, good, uh, it's uh, a good arrangement. Because instead of him not making money out of his property, now this time at least he's generating some revenue. At the same time, he doesn't have to worry about the security of his property yeah. uh, from the squatters. Or, and the nice thing is, let's say after 10 years, the owner says, ah, I want to build something now or I want to sell my property. Since we're built out of a container, container now, we can just 
call in the trucks and yeah. relocate to the next idle property. So this is a solution that we find that best fits having an in-city so housing. Cool. Yeah. That's actually very, very smart. Plastic pollution is unsurprisingly one of the biggest challenges we have in the Philippines. According to a shocking 2019 Gaia report, the Philippines disposes of billions of single-use plastic yearly. That is crazy. In response to this challenge, Make Sense is thrilled to announce a new social innovation program in partnership with WWF and Exchange called Plastic Smart Cities. This competition will enable you to create entrepreneurial solutions to address the issue of plastic waste in the Philippines. So if you're passionate about tackling plastic waste, or if you're an entrepreneur with an idea, or even just someone who's a little curious about the topic, you should sign up. You learn how to go from an idea to a comprehensively planned solution and get mentored by industry experts. At the end of it, you'll also have the opportunity to continue growing your solution at the Make Sense Academy. And the cool part is that all of this is completely free. To find out more, you can visit our website at philippines.makesense.org and we'll also add a link to it in the show notes below. Super exciting stuff. We hope to see you there. Now, back to the show. So, what you, what you offer exactly? So, what is City Hub? What you offer so, uh, to, to the people that actually uh, staying in the dormitories? What's the offer? Well, uh, City Hub is... Uh what we offer, we're like a transitory living space for workers who work in Manila, but live uh, in the outskirts uh, of the city. So we provide them uh, a decent place, uh, affordable place to stay. Uh, these are all uh, equipped with air-conditioned rooms. We have internet, uh, water, power, 24-7 security, and all for 25,000, uh, sorry, 2,500 a month. So for 2,500 a month, or just 83 pesos a day, they're able to uh, have a place to stay in the city. Now, we did our studies. Uh, a lot of the workers would spend about 100 to 150 pesos a day on just the transportation cost, and not including the five hours they have to spend in traffic. So with uh, having a city hub, they not only save money uh, from the transportation cost, but they also have a better quality of life because instead of having to spend that five hours in traffic, they can have that to rest. And how are you able to like, so, so 2,500 pesos seems like a really low price for housing. How are you able to like um, provide such a low price as, uh, as, uh, for, the, for, the, for the people living in the dormitories? Yeah. Well, for, for us, we really leverage on uh, technology. Technology has helped us a lot to uh, cut down on uh, a lot of our costs and also uh, efficiency in our operations. Okay. Now, uh, City Hub has already been running for uh, about eight years. Uh, the first four or five years, it was more on... It was, City Hub back then was not what it is now. We learned a lot uh, mm -hmm. through the years. And uh, this allowed us to really... Uh, make our operations very efficient, uh, operations cost very efficient so that we can then uh, uh, give uh, cheaper rentals. So what do you mean by, when you say technology, what kind of technology, for, instance, for example, you use to like optimize the, the price? Yes. Like for example, uh, for our booking system, 
before when we started everything was done manually now uh, it's more like a when you book a ticket online uh, for the airline uh, we have a website that you go to or an app they just put type in the dates that you want to stay mm -hmm. uh, what type of facility air conditioned or fan rooms if you want parking and all this uh, are done uh, are automated by the system and then once it is booked on the system it will then inform the tenants uh, about their booking details and then they can now go to either a 7-eleven or uh, a pawn shop and Lulier to pay to do the payments uh, so everything is uh, cashless everything yeah. is automated that's so nice mm. and Concretely now, uh, after eight years building City Hub in numbers, can you sum up a little bit uh, how big how big uh, City Hub is today and how many people you're serving? Uh, currently, we City Hub has grown to have four branches now in Metro Manila, yeah. and we have a total of one thousand six hundred uh, beds. Wow. Uh, the short term vision uh, for the project is that uh, we want to have at least one City Hub in every city in Metro Manila. So we have sixteen cities. Currently, we're at uh, four, okay. so we have at least 12 more to go. So where are they located, the f those four? Uh, we have in Mandaluyong, we have Manila City in Santa Mesa area, uh, we have one in Pasig in Cainta, and Quezon City in Balintawak area. Is there a plan to do one uh, in Makati or around the Makati or zone soon? Yes, definitely. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, what we envision is to have one in every city okay. in Metro Manila. That's so nice. So I have, I have a question for, for in more, I was thinking like, so you put strangers living together in dormitories together, right? Yes. Like, how are you able to deal with this? Because stranger living together might encounter, there's some problem that might, uh, you might have encountered putting strangers together. So how, how does it work to put, to, to well, deal with this? Well, uh, for one, I think uh, Philippine culture is very, uh, Filipinos are very uh, friendly, close people. Yeah. So what we experience in our hubs, in our city hubs, is that they, uh, at some point, they develop a community. You know, we have a basketball team now there. They create wow. their own team. Uh, some are into the, the online gaming, mobile legend. So they create their <laughs> own uh, group. Some even uh, went as far out as having t-shirts done just That's to... That's so nice. Yeah, so, you know, I think Filipinos are that way. So you're you know? doing something to create a community or it's just like organically... No, no, they, orga they organize themselves. Uh, we don't actually uh, organize it for them. So uh, that's something nice that we've experienced. And uh, also, I think that when you have a community that's very orderly and, uh, and clean, they tend to... Uh, behave differently yeah. you know uh, like there's this uh, have you ever heard of the broken window theory oh yes yes right uh, if you go to an alley very dirty broken windows everywhere if you go to that alley and you have trash you don't mind throwing the trash anywhere yeah. because it's dirty but if you go to an alley that's very well lit clean orderly mm -hmm. you, you'd be ashamed to throw trash you'd look for the proper trash bin to throw the trash in. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the same as what we have experienced with uh, City, Hub. City Hub. That's why we always uh, try to maintain the facility very clean and orderly so that the people will also behave differently. Now, if that same person, you put them in a slum environment where he's with uh, 
half-naked men drinking in the side of the road, uh, spitting, cursing. They would of course. behave uh, or adopt that kind of behavior. So the, the environment that you created at City Hubs like helps, helps bring this community together. Yes, help create a better, more uh, civil or more organized organized environment. Yeah. And so you said that you were try at City Hub uh, in each location. You try to keep the facilities as clean as possible. And if I'm not wrong, like part of your team managing those facilities are PWD, right? If I'm if, if yeah, I'm actually not part, hundred percent, hundred percent of it. Of okay, sorry. 100% of the staff in each location is PWD. So can you tell us a little bit more about this? Because I feel like it's this, again, even more awesome than what you're doing yeah. already. Well, uh, about two years ago, uh, 2017, a friend introduced me to uh, Unilab Foundation. Uh, now, Unilab Foundation, they have a project called uh, Project Inclusion. Now, the, the mission of the project was to bring back dignity to PWDs by helping them find work or getting them back into the workforce. Mm -hmm. So uh, after visiting uh, Unilab Foundation, uh, Project Inclusion, you know, I, I learned a lot about PWDs and uh, their capabilities. I also visited Tahanan Namulan Hagdan. It's an NGO uh, that also uh, gives livelihood training to people with disabilities. Okay. I've also visited uh, NVRC, National Vocational Rehabilitation Center. Now, this is a government-run uh, project wherein they also uh, provide free livelihood training for mm -hmm. PWDs. Uh, when I visited all these uh, uh, facilities, it made me aware that PWDs have uh, a lot to give back or a lot to contribute mm -hmm. to the community. Mm -hmm. uh, so I decided that, you know, uh, I want to champion uh, this and I, I want to show to other companies that it can be done. So what we did was we started hiring uh, PWDs and the most important for me was the job matching. Now, I believe a lot of people were in doubts in the beginning. Mm -hmm. They were telling me, is that out of pity you're doing this? Is that a good business decision? Okay. Uh, you might end up uh, hiring double the manpower, increasing your cost. That's because true, yeah. Instead of one person doing the job, mm -hmm. you might have to get two people. But what we realize is if you have the right job matching, they can actually uh, do as well or even better than able-bodied. And wow. one thing I can say is that their work, work ethic is very different. They value their work more, they don't feel entitled, they're never late, they're excited uh, to go to work. Now, uh, I, the most important is just the job matching. Like mm -hmm. for example, in uh, our case, uh, all our housekeeping staff are hearing impaired, uh, deaf. Okay. Now, pretty much uh, housekeeping, uh, their role is to make sure the toilets don't smell, the rooms are swiped clean, the dining tables are wiped clean. So whether they're deaf or not, they can still do the job. That's true, yeah. And for example, uh, our customer service, her role is to answer the inquiries on the phone and also online. So whether or not she's on wheelchair or not, she can still do the job. Okay. But of course, I cannot interchange yeah. the roles. That's true. Then, right? Good example. So, uh, we have as long as you have the right job matching, they can uh, really do uh, uh, 
uh, their job uh, as good as able-bodied. That's crazy. And you know the plus, uh, uh, the bonus out of all this. Tell me. It actually created a more empathetic community. So now when you go to a city hub, you would see that our staff uh, or, or our tenants, they will now clean after themselves because they can see that the ones cleaning after them are the PWDs. Yeah. So they're more empathetic now. They clean wow. after themselves. They start to say good morning. They start to learn sign language to be able to communicate with so, our... So there's part of community so learning sign language. Wow. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's created a whole new uh, culture inside that is very nice. So I, I feel that more than anything, uh, the PWDs that we hired is giving us back more than actually what we're giving them. So that's crazy that like a, a decision that everybody thought could bring like a downside to Citizen was actually now bringing like such a good aspect to everything. And I feel like it's very, it's totally insane. For me, it's, uh, I feel like it's still insane that 100% of your staff is like PWD. And, uh, and when you think about it twice, you're true. Like if there's a proper job matching, like uh, uh, the, every, everything goes like uh, perfectly well uh, for on, on both sides. Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. We'd like to take a quick break to talk about another exciting program Make Sense has launched in partnership with Sanofi called Health for All. It's a free social innovation program dedicated to supporting early stage entrepreneurs in the Philippines addressing access to healthcare for the underprivileged. You can expect to get equipped with the tools and knowledge to go from an idea to building the foundations of your very own social startup. So if you're interested in using the power of social innovation to uplift the standard of living for the less fortunate, I suggest you check out the program and sign up. To find out more, you can visit our website at philippines.makesense.org and we'll also add a link to it in the show notes below. We hope to see you there. And back to the show. So, so we're getting close to, to, to the end, unfortunately, although I, would, I could have like, extended this conversation <laughs> for another hour. Um, I have a couple more questions for you, Panya. What are your plans now, like immediate plans for the upcoming uh, six months? Like what's, the, what's the next exciting stuff happening to City Hub? Uh, well, uh, we are now also going into the prop tech. Uh, well, it's, uh, we were thinking, how can we grow uh, the impact of City Hub mm -hmm. faster? Because right now we're more like a brick and mortar. We have to build uh, these dorms in order to uh, provide our service. Yes. So like I said, technology is so advanced now and uh, we're trying to leverage on that too. Mm -hmm. So we have now launched our City Hub Marketplace app. So this app is, it's pretty similar to how you would see Airbnb, how okay. it works. Now, but uh, the, the difference is Airbnb, they cater to a traveler's market, a tourist market. Yes. So it's shorter stay and it's probably a higher quality type of accommodations. Got to be air conditioned, internet with swimming pool, uh, hot water shower, this. Yes. But with City Hub Marketplace, what we're looking at is to cater to the uh, locals, to the working locals. Mm -hmm. So let's say if you have a house beside a mall, Mm -hmm. and you have an extra space mm -hmm. and you want to earn some money from that. Mm -hmm. So you can list your space in City Hub uh, Marketplace. Now we believe that this will help us increase our bed inventory to be able to 
uh, now even empower other Filipinos uh, to help us in uh, providing uh, dignified, affordable spaces. So this Marketplace app is already live? It's already live, yes. Uh, you can actually uh, download it in both uh, Google App, uh, Google Play Store and Apple App Store. And we're hoping that this can be another way uh, for City Hub to uh, connect people Definitely. and empower everybody to start helping each other. That looks exciting. And how many, how many, how many beds, how many listings for the moment you have uh, uh, since you, you, you... I am not sure yet. <laughs> I have to check also <laughs> with this. Yes. And we believe that this is... Uh, with with uh, leveraging on uh, technology, you're now, your growth is pretty much unlimited. Because mm -hmm. now we can have City Hub in Vietnam, City Hub Actually, in Indonesia, yeah. in Thailand. You know, all at the same time because of the because of this uh, platform. So it allows you to scale much faster than yes. actually with the brick and mortar building the, yes. the, 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 the each facilities. Mm -hmm. All right. And two two last questions to to end this. Um, if you had to start everything over, like if you if you would talk to the Panya of ten years ago, what would have done? What would you have done differently? Uh, I guess, to be honest, uh, probably won't change a lot. I mean, I, there was a lot of uh, ups and downs, or mostly downs, going mm -hmm. uh, through my childhood. But I think all of this was what made me, or get me to where I am now. Yeah. All these failures were actually learning lessons that helps you evolve to be the person that you are. Uh, there's this... Uh, have you heard of the term ikigai? Yes. Yes. So, I, I mean, when people ask me, why do you do what you do? I always say, because I've found my ikigai. Now, according to the Japanese, yes. uh, everybody has an ikigai. This mm -hmm. is the purpose of being. But most people would live their entire life not realizing theirs. Because uh, a lot are very much dictated by the norms of society. You yes. have to do it this way. You have to get married at this age. You have to make this much money, you know. So we then forget how to pursue our passion. Mm -hmm. Now with Ikigai, they say there's four things that you have to look at. Number one is what is your passion? Number two is what are you good at? Mm -hmm. Number three, what the world needs? And number four, what you can get paid for? Mm -hmm. So the easiest way for you to do this is you get a piece of paper, you put four columns. Yes. Passion. Write everything down. You're passionate about singing. You're passionate about arts. You're passionate about photography. You're mm -hmm. passionate about accounting. And then next, what you're good at. Oh, I'm good at cooking. I'm good at uh, writing. Mm -hmm. So write everything down. Because sometimes you might be passionate about singing, but you're not good at singing, so <laughs> it won't work out, right? And then next is what the world needs. Yes. So the world needs, it can be the SDG uh, goals or Poverty alleviation, climate change, food security, so write them all down. And lastly, uh, what you can get paid for. Now, once you write this all down, you can then start scratching it out, and you'll eventually find a pattern that will be your ikigai. And your pattern is City Hub. Yes. Nice. Thank you so much, Fania. So, where can we find, if we want to reach you out, if we want to know more about City Hub, or if I want to invest or uh, be a tenant of City Hub, where can you have, when can we find more information about uh, City Hub? We, our website is cityhub.com.ph. That's C-I-T-I-H-U-B. And uh, we also have a Facebook page, uh, City Hub Dormitory. 
Okay. Thank you so much, Fanya. Thank you, Kevin. For more exciting updates on social innovation in Asia and the Philippines, you can visit our Facebook page at MakeSensePH or on our website at philippines.makesense.org. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time.